Welcome to the Gastroenteritis Blues. My name is Steve Lipman. Joined, as always, the team is back together. Um, some call us the Avengers. Um, perfect lead-in. Uh, joined, as always, by Daniel Pone, Emily Cannell, Drew Peltzman. We can't see him, but uh, Emily, do you like those movies, the uh, Marvel superhero films? I do. I think I've seen all of them. Every single one. Yeah, and I see them in the theaters. I go to the movies to see them even. Do you go the first night? Do you go dressed up as, give me one second, do you go dressed up as one of the characters? I don't go dressed up. I do generally go at least the first weekend. You go the first weekend. And what is your favorite um, of the branches of these fellas or ladies? Um, I really like the Captain America. I think they're all very good. Which is Chris Evans. Chris Evans. He's also quite handsome, so that helps. Yeah, well, he's a fun, he's a fun to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, so him, now, it, does anybody usually join him in those, or is it just him running around? Um, sometimes people join him in those. I think that's, like, the fun of them. You just never know who's going to pop up. Got it. Got it. Um, Dan, do you like those films? I do not. You do not. You, have you never seen any of them? No, I've seen a couple of them, but like, because my dad likes them. And... Dan doesn't really like films in general. Oh, that's no, true. And but I really don't like those yeah. ones. I don't really get, like, I've seen them on, like, in the background and stuff. Like, they're, like, yeah. very, uh, they're just so, they're very whatever to me. Yeah. Yeah, they're not my bag. Um, I don't, don't get into them. I've seen a few of them. I've seen... Uh, Brie Larson one. Um, I've seen uh, Black Panther. That was good. Um, if you were in it, I'd watch. I would never get in one of those. Not because I would say no, but because I don't care. <laughs> I wouldn't be offered. I was like, I'm pretty um, sure Steve would jump at the chance to be in one of those. Oh, I'd do fucking anything. Absolutely. <laughs> I have a very low bar. But um, no, they just wouldn't offer it to me. Uh, Drew. There's some things you would say no to. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I don't, you I don't know, man. You wouldn't be in Kyrie's movies. Oh, man. Everybody's got their own point of view. No, I wouldn't. Um, None of you guys are going to have to be named Uncle Drew whenever your siblings uh, have a child. So tough. That's tough. tough. You will be Uncle Drew. It's true. You know, you know, should we, as a pod thing, go back and watch his Uncle Drew movie and see if there are any undertones? That one's louder than the last one that I just put up here. Um, and, uh, and see if there are any weird undertones where, like, he's on the court and he beats Uncle Irving in, like, a weird way. All right. The Sixers. This week, uh, they played the Cavs yesterday. Um, and they lost. That is by... the biggest dog toy I've ever seen. This here, Sorry. this is good for the YouTube. It's a really you big dog YouTube. toy. This here is a military grade dog toy. So <laughs> this is a. Uh, now this Humongous. is. Uh, no. I know. Okay, what you need to know about Rainy is that whenever we get her a plush toy, she makes it her goal to chew through it with like 
ferocity. She just, she gets it and she gets to its heart and she pulls it out, take it easy. She pulls out the fluff within seconds. She just, she rips it out. So we have to get her these toys, um, which are made out of this like corduroy fabric that has like tough, like it's like made of Kevlar. It's, it's impenetrable, even though she does penetrate it and she tore its ear off and, and we just had Gab's mom sew it shut so that she won't get through it anyway. Um, yeah, this is, what would you call this? Mermaid. Um, I think it's a seahorse. Seahorse. 100% that's a seahorse. It's a seahorse. It's not a mermaid. Um, it's a seahorse. Same with the seahorse. And then this is Bobby the Bear. Um, anyway, they're all made of this corduroy fabric. They all cost $90 a pop. It's great. Um, but, um, dogs are great. Not that good. Uh, yeah, dogs, exactly. Dogs are great. But yeah, so these these are all very like specially made and uh, impossible to find. And uh, yeah, it's great. She's a lot of fun. All right, Sixers, yesterday, or whenever you're listening to this, but recently they played the Cavaliers. It was the worst game of the year. Uh, Joel played in it, uh, quote unquote, they were horrendous. They, they looked like shit. Um, they've been very good lately, but this was just like a throughout the tape game they lost by a billion cleveland hit every shot the sixers missed every shot um the sixers looked like they didn't know what time the game started um i don't doc probably I, I, didn't I, I, actually no doc probably didn't probably didn't know who was playing in it um i don't care so much to talk about this game uh if you guys do feel free but um i got nothing emily any comments on this um i think the only things to talk about this game if we're going to go in like chronological order is doc rivers comments about this game after this game um because he also didn't like he said that you know this was a quote-unquote scheduled loss and that the guys didn't care and he doesn't care and just thought it was kind of a wait 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 i missed that completely he said this was Wait, can can somebody get the actual quote of that, Drew? If you if you have, I have this, because I missed. I I already yeah I have it, but I think Emily has it. So you yeah, can I have it. So, so this is what he said post game. He said, "You could see it early. We were dead and we were flat. Sometimes you get into the game and you get into it. There were no signs of that. You could just see it offensively and defensively. I mean, they were shooting seventy three percent in the first half. You were never going to win this game. It was a scheduled loss. That's how it felt. When you can see." Guys that just have no energy and no legs. Yeah, so not much tonight. We're not going to learn anything from this. We just throw this away, then go to Memphis. That's how I felt. You know, the last so, part I agree with, but the fact that he's almost like determined to not learn anything from it, I think is a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's kind of... Why even try? Why even try? Why try and learn something from it? I don't no. know. No. Great. They're right, never well, going to play a back-to-back again. So, like, why learn from it? No. Another day at the office for, for Doc Rivers where he just goes, I don't care. They don't care. We're moving on. And then, <laughs> watch, they'll lose to, by 20 to Memphis. And it'll be like, I guess this is just a week off. I don't also, know. This wasn't even a back-to-back. Oh, yeah, it wasn't. Right. This was not a back-to-back. Well, it was a consecutive They won some back-to-backs, back actually. Like back. This game was after the last game, which is almost like a back-to-back. <laughs> <laughs> like they played a game pretty recently so you know yeah and i mean i think the sixers they looked bad like they weren't making shots but i don't know that i would say that they were 
flat like the whole time. Like I thought Joel like tried to get into it a little bit. First few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then like he got the tea, like he was trying to like, and then he kind of like after the tea, he like drove down the court and like I'm pretty sure he like dunked it or laid it up. It was like something kind of emphatic. And I was like, okay, like maybe we're getting something going, but no one really else was doing anything. PJ Tucker hit two threes. That was good. I think those were like the only threes that anyone made in the game, but I don't I don't like the like the culture that's been built where it's okay. Like, these games, like for us, it's fine to be like, yeah, they happen. But like that shouldn't be okay within the team. Like the team should be like, we really don't want this to happen. Like it, not every team does this. Like, I mean, we've seen teams going, the, the Sixers literally under Brett Brown had a 16, 17 game winning streak, right? And the Warriors won 73 games in an entire season. How many games off do you think they were taking? Like this happens frequently. And like the teams that are really good, like this doesn't happen over and over. And like I've said it before, it's hard to just flip a switch. And this is the first bad game in a while. So it's not the end of the world, but like it's hard to flip a switch when you get to the playoffs to have, you know, when you have a culture of, yeah, they're making a bunch of shots in the first few minutes and we checked out, oh, well, let's move on. And there's no like, why did we do that? We shouldn't do that. We should try to stay in every game, you know, versus like, you know, then you get to the playoffs and it's, you actually have to try to win every game. You actually can't give up on a game. And, you know, the Sixers did have a big comeback against Toronto in the playoffs, but they were a lot better than Toronto. It wasn't all that surprising. It felt like when they went down to the heat, they were checked out and done, especially in that game six, which was like, a must-win game at home was just fully unacceptable. And it's it's just a, a continuous worrying thing with this team. And, you know, it was nice to see them, you know, come back against Atlanta. And I was hoping they – and you know, some games you're just going to play poorly, and that's fine. I just don't like the reaction to it being, oh, well, we were checked out, whatever. Like, no, you, you need to try to not be checked out. That's like – that's pretty important. It's important to build up to we are not that team. We're not going to be the team that checks out because you can't just become that team later. Like in the same way that players who are, who we talk about as guys who play hard are still valuable in the playoffs. It's not like, oh, well, now everyone else is playing especially hard. So it, oh, they, they have no value now. It's like, no, these guys are still like, they have the, the correct habits to be the ones playing hard consistently like that needs to be the Sixers and they've maybe made progress along this year especially in the time that you know Joel was out and Harden was out and Maxie was out like those few games with like Shake and those guys getting their opportunity were consistently playing hard like that has to be everyone and all the time so I don't know I'm not worried about the loss itself but those quotes are not great yeah I wonder how much of it is like a pick your battles thing in a long season where it's like uh, if they just don't have it to a certain extent, like, do they really want to ream them after they played so well in this stretch and they're still at a talent deficit with um, Harden and Maxi out against a good team on the road? Like, like, do they just sort of pick their battles and if they turn in a performance like this? No, I, I don't think Doc ever does this, which is a larger issue. Um, but it also has to be more on the players than the head coach, like, you know, which is like a, a more concerning thing is if they're laying eggs in winnable games uh, 
you know, with, with the full complement of their players. But I've been very impressed with the team's overall effort, especially when the three of those guys have been out. Um, but yeah, overall, it's like, especially now, now that they're wherever they are, fifth in the standings and everybody's so bunched together that I honestly don't really care about the standings right now because everybody is within like a game except for Boston. Um, but the thing that they can't do is like not try and beat a bunch of teams because they haven't figured it out altogether because they haven't been all together. So they do need to like be a team that tries and that doesn't just wait until the playoffs because first of all, they're not good enough. And also they haven't been together long enough. So they're not the Warriors who can lose to the Kings every year. You know, they're not the, they're not, you know, they're not good enough. So um, yeah, Emily, what do you think of that? I just, I agree with both of you, but like, if you were a player, would you be pissed? Like hearing your coach say that after a game, like, I think I'd be pissed. So just be like, they didn't have it. Like we don't, we're not going to learn anything from the game. Like we're just going to, I mean, not the move on part, but like, I would just rather have a team that, yeah, bad games are going to happen. And I mean, they're not that good of a team. So of course they are, but like, I want players that are like kind of pissed when they lose, not just like indifferent. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I would want to play for a coach who's not like technically reaming them out. I don't need him to like go off on like them in a post-game press conference, but I would also like, wouldn't feel particularly inspired playing for a coach that just says like, we're not going to learn anything from what just happened and we didn't have it and they were better than us. And so we gave up, like who who wants to play for a guy like that? I don't, I think it's really lame. Yeah. I, I get really, it's very dispiriting to me that the doc thing seems totally over that. Like if that's ever happening, it's completely not happening until the end of the year. So it's like, um, well, that's Joel just totally. Just, Joel, just gave him, Joel just gave him credit for their good play lately. And, totally, yeah. Um, Joel just gave him a bunch of credit he, for how they've been playing. Some, I mean, and I think if Joel likes him, that does matter. Like, that's right. not irrelevant. But, um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's gotten old. Yeah, I mean, well, it's also like, I, I, just would love them to have somebody who is the least bit inventive and the least bit like trying things or scheming up something a little like quirky or fun or like he seems so stodgy and like we've had the doc conversation a million times but like you know the having Harden and Embiid and and Maxi it feels like there is more to be done with with the three of them and also um it would be great to have somebody different to try to blend, especially those top two guys when it gets to the playoffs. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens, but he's certainly not going anywhere anytime soon, barring something super unforeseen, but, but what it would really take is a bunch of losses with the full complement of everybody. But obviously we don't even want to see that because that would mean like, that would mean much worse, you know, implications. Um, There was a, you know, they beat Orlando twice, uh, without anybody um and they had when joel returned they beat atlanta and that was a really good win i enjoyed that win joel hit a game winner and then made a great defensive stop um really enjoyed it 
uh, Joel hitting a game winner is always fun, and I just I thought it was just a very uh, heady play on the uh, attempted lob to John Collins. Um, any thoughts on that Atlanta game in particular? Thoughts on the Dejounte Trey Young pairing, or or all they gave up to get him uh, in general? Um, Dan. Yeah, I mean they're interesting. Um, they're still twelve and ten after all of that. So I don't know. I didn't love it at the time because it kind of felt like going all in for a team that just can't win. Um, but I mean, he's obviously a good player. It, I thought it was a lot to get him. Um, but the game was, you know, exciting at the end. There, um, Joel hit it. You know, hit a few shots at the end, and um, you know, hit the hit that one big shot and had the to steal on, on the Trey Young pass that no one ever is able to steal for some reason. So, um, yeah, like you said, that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, I guess my, you know, uh, my overarching thought from the past week is that, like, Shake has continued to be really, really, really good um, and, you know, has to be a big part of the rotation going forward. Um, it's going to be weird when Maxine Harden are back. Um, I think I still kind of – feel how I feel about possibly bringing Maxi off the bench and still playing him 30 minutes a night. Um, but, you know, putting someone with more length in the starting lineup, which would be Melton or Shake. Obviously, Melton's the better defender, but um, if you want scoring in there, that's Shake. So um, I, I just think he's really kind of – he looks like he's really matured as a player and um, is, is, is ready to be a regular part of the rotation. So um, the shots been falling – Obviously, he was, like, supposed to be a shooter when he came to the league and kind of lost it. Um, but he looks good, and I um, – yeah, I would – I think that's the big takeaway is this, this team's pretty deep at guard. And obviously not at – they don't have a single three besides Korkmaz, who's also been playing pretty well. Um, they yeah, don't have – And house. That's true. And house. Um but yeah, I and they don't really have a backup four because they're starting Tucker and Harris. But their uh their their depth has been a lot better than it was to start the year when they started the year slow. And these guys have really stepped up. And you know, maybe this was good in a way that these guys got to kind of show what they have and and get involved, that, that these guys were able to get minutes, but I'm telling you, you can't shake shake out of this rotation. And you can't we can't really cut his minutes a ton, I don't think. I think he's been he's been too good. Yeah, it's so funny. A few weeks ago we were talking and I remember saying, like, well, Shake can't do anything anymore. Like he just can't like what's he good at other than dribbling like four times consecutively, which few people on the Sixers have been able to do uh as recently as before Harden. Um and all of a sudden he's like back to creating for himself and others, and he and Joel have a good chemistry and I, to me, I don't, I don't know that he needs to be in the starting lineup because I think that his value goes down next to Harden because I don't believe in the catch and shoot thing fully with him yet because it's still, I like, I think that he's probably best when he's carrying the ball and like in a bench pairing, like when he rolls with Joel, I think that's very good. Um, but he definitely is like a for sure rotation guy when coming into the year. I don't know that I was sure about that. Um, and it's great, you know, uh, Harden's coming back Monday, um, and we'll just see, you know, the question now will become like how, 
how does this go? I don't think Harden probably will be playing like 35 minutes out of the gate, but the question will be like, once everybody's back to their water level, Maxi obviously isn't back just yet. How will it go with um, readjusting everyone to the minutes that they were at? And the biggest question is what will shake be like when he goes back to some semblance of what his minutes were, were like then. So um, Emily, your thoughts on the Atlanta game and, and on shape piggybacking off of that. Yeah, I thought the Atlanta game was fun. I just think mainly always am shocked probably and then impressed when the Sixers managed to come back from a deficit. It's just something that they don't do ever. And so to come back from a 16-point deficit and not be that team that, you know, gives up and it's just like, okay, I guess we're losing tonight. Um, I always enjoy when that team comes to play versus the team that we saw play the Cavs. I agree with you. I think shake needs to be in the rotation i think he's looked really good i hope that i don't know if shake's confidence goes by the way of his shot because his shot has looked a lot better than it did earlier in the season and i think the rest of his game has kind of followed it because i he brings a lot to the table even when his shot isn't falling but i just don't know if like he kind of gets shaken that was a bad pun but like you know, his confidence goes when his shot isn't falling and then the rest of the game kind of falls apart. So I would be interested to see like how he looks when he's not, you know, getting 20 points a night and having these like really, right. really good games. But I, I think he still is a valuable player even when his, not, his shot isn't falling. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, they've been, they have been doing a little bit of offense defense with, uh, Tucker and Yang, so uh, that's an interesting wrinkle here. I'd love for them to get uh, Tucker some lower minute games. Everybody had pretty low minutes yesterday because they were fucking ruined by the Cavs, so that always helps. Um, but, you know, we'll see. How do you think that this, you know, Harden coming back will affect Melton? It feels like Melton is a great fit next to Harden, um, but what do you think, Emily? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see i hope i mean i think melton has played really well in all of these games was when everyone was out i thought especially like defensively i think he's kind of like kept the him bias a lot of times i've really like kept the the ship afloat and kept the team together um and they seem to play well with each other at the beginning of the season so i kind of think it's good that they're Harden and Embiid and Maxi are kind of like staggering coming back. I know that's like not a planned thing and it's rare that like all three would come back at the same time, but it really felt like all three went out at the same time. It was just very quick and very jarring. So I think like staggering of them returning is kind of helpful right. to reassimilate and like rebuild this offense. And hopefully that doc has learned some things when they were out to kind of work them in and make the offense work better. Because I think that, it's pretty clear that like this team works really well when the ball moves. And that was one of the things that I felt like the ball wasn't doing at the beginning of the season when everyone was playing. So I'm hoping that we can kind of figure out how to move the ball with these players as they slowly are re-entered into the lineup. Yeah. What was the, when, when was it for Maxi? Is it another couple weeks or is it longer than that? Do we know? I don't know off the top of my head. I think it was like two to four weeks when it happened. Because I know that, you know, we're at Monday for Harden. 
Um, and I know that he's a, you know, maybe a week or two behind him. So I think that pretty soon they should have the full complement of everybody. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Yang has been like really hot lately. Um, yeah. And I hope that keeps up. He was like kind of, kind of shaky in the playoffs last year. Um, when I said the Sixers didn't have a backup four, I almost forgot about him because of that. But right. I mean, if right. he can shoot like this, like, yeah, they do. So I guess I should, I should give him that. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, B-Ball Paul is the backup five. Like, as of now, it doesn't seem to me that depth is like the n- number one issue on the team. Uh, I find myself being more concerned with the top two guys, honestly, gelling and being available and up to the task in the playoffs and even just winning enough games in the regular season uh, than I am with, like, their depth guys. Because I'm happy. I don't mind the – I wish they had better wings. I wish they had more more and better wings, and I wish that Harris wasn't a four playing the three, even though he's honestly shot the ball great this year. So, you know, that's fine. Um but to me, it's like, can, can the top guys do it? And they're either going to do it or they're not. The coach isn't super going to help them do it. Um, but, you know, you watch fucking Boston win every game by 100. I hate them so much. Their coach leaves in scandal uh, that nobody knows about still. And uh, they just win constantly. Tatum's an MVP candidate. Like, they drive me nuts, man. I, I, I can't stand them. And uh, Milwaukee's obviously on that tier. Everybody else, I think, you know, the Sixers are right there with them. Um, but Boston feels like a world beater. And, um, you know, it, it, it irritates me. I, I saw somebody asked, like, why is it that the Celtics are so much better? And I think it's like the wings. You know, the fact that they have these two wings and then just everybody is pretty much a good defender and, you know, they have this system that's just on a string that they know so well and play together so well um, that the Sixers just can't, you know, they, the Sixers seem so disjointed so often um, that I, I think it's like they're playing a different sport. Yeah, it sucks. That's true. All right. We're going to take a break. Boy, do we have something for you after this break. Um, here comes a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Dan, take it away, my friend. All right. I have I have some some trivia that we'll do. Um, and after that, uh, we're going to draft something random. We're gonna have a draft of like liquids or something. Just something, something ridiculous. Um, so my first piece of trivia is. Ken and and Drew, you're welcome to hop in on this. Can you name the three active NBA players who are in the top 10 of all-time career three-point percentage? So top 10 all-time, three of them are active in three-point percentage. There's another attempts. You get as many attempts as you need. But it'll be embarrassing if you take too long. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, the player, does the player have a minimum shot attempts? Um, 
I, I'm sure it's something. It's just it's not somebody who's like one for one. It's right. according to basketball reference. So there's some level of attempts, but like, you know, like second year players are on the list places. Um, okay. And in addition to those three, there are another 10 active players, so 13 total, who have a career three-point percentage over 40%. So if you get one of those guys, I'll give you a, I'll give you like a, like a half point for that. But your goal is for the, the top, the three that are in the top 10. But if you have a wrong guess and it's close, I'll let you know. I'm going to guess Steph Curry. Steph Curry is 11th. Wow. Which is okay. actually very impressive based on his ridiculous difficulty volume. of shots and volume. Yeah, so he is about, he's one of the ones above 40%, but he's 11. So he's not one of the three. Okay. I'm going to guess Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain is, he is fifth. Career 43.64 three-point percentage. I'm not going to get any of these. Drew, play this game too, so I don't embarrass myself too much. Yeah, I'm going to, like, I was thinking Clay, but then Emily said Steph, and he's, is Clay, Clay on there? 18th, so he's above 40%, but he's not in the top 10. Okay, I'll take a half a point. <laughs> yeah. I also play against each other, by the way. This is just a teamwork thing. I'll say, um, actually, you're wrong. We are playing against each other. I'll say, uh, Davis Bertans. Uh, no, Davis Bertans is 51st and he has a career 39.943. Oh, he sucks. Why? You know, he did have like many. a weird not 32% year. Yeah, you're right. I have no idea. So you got uh, two that are above 40 in addition to the one, which is Desmond Bain in the top 10. I will give you the hint if you feel like, I'll give you a hint if you feel like you need it, but let me know when you feel like you need a hint. Because we have to get to three within the top 10, right? You need the three that are in the top 10. Okay, and are you allowed to guess? I'm, I know the list. Well, I'm saying that, that would really you help. You have a guess. guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this Emily's is top up. 10. Or wait, who's up? Emily's this up. is not the top 10 I don't 10 think I need to be up. Player. I think we can be, guess. Therefore, I don't yeah. have to actively play. I, I want to be clear. This is not the top 10 of active players. This is the top 10 of all-time players, three of which are active. Yeah. All right. So, so, so you got one, which is Desmond Bain. He's fifth all-time. Is Seth Curry still, like, really good? Seth Curry is third. He there is 3.9%. So you have two of the three. Nice. All right. Um, not Joe Harris. Anyone want to say anything in the meantime? Yeah. Emily went to Google it. Um, all right. Let's, I'm trying to think of teams. And it's got to be one of these weirdos who just stands around and shoots. Um, it's Because it's not going to be like Steph Curry's an alien who shoots a million times and happens to hit 42%. Um, 
oh, Kevin Durant is always around 50, 40, 90, but he's like 39%, so he's not going to be there. Yeah, Kevin Durant is is not among the leaders in, yeah. in the players. Um, I'm trying to find him. Kevin Durant is 122nd. He's 38.32%. Okay. <laughs> um, give me a – Drew, should I ask for a conference? If you want a conference, I can give you a con- like, or you could just ask me. I can help you right here. Like, let's like what? Wait, wait do you know? No, I don't know. No, I'm saying like, let's conference. Let's go. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying so should you I want ask me Dan to tell, tell us conference. which conference the the third? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, that was dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because we got two of the three already. What right? conference this gentleman is in? Yeah, they are in the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. Emily, do you hear that? Eastern Conference. Right. We're missing one in the top 10. Is that what we're saying? Right. Okay. Eastern Conference. Oh, I got it. Let's hear it. I got it. Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton is 33rd all time. He is above 40%, 40. 40.46%. Damn it. Oh, I thought I had it. That was a good guess. Because I knew he was above 40. Fuck, I really thought I had him. Um, I wonder if he's Central Division. <laughs> um, Is it like a stupid yeah. one? Are we going to be like, we're stupid when you say it? Or are we going to be like, oh, I never would have got that? No, it was very gettable. I wanted it to be hard. Is it like Bradley Beal? No, it is not Bradley Beal. He's um, actually a pretty bad three point shooter. I don't yeah, that's what I remember, but I don't anywhere know. near this list. Bradley Beal is 199th at 37.22%. And I think that's actually gone down a good bit in the last couple of years. It must have, yeah. Because he's yeah, had some real sense. like 33% years lately. Um, yeah, he shot last year, he shot 30% from three. This year's at 36. The year before, he was at 35. The year before, 35. The year before, 35. He actually so, started off with just give him some time. He'll, he'll crack Should we think about big guys who barely shoot him? Um, not for this player. Not for this. No. Give me a division. Atlantic. Oh God. Oh, is this a sixer? Is it Niang? No, but Niang is above forty percent. He's twenty sixth all time at forty point seven seven percent. Good for him. So it's Atlantic division we're talking knicks sixers celtics there's not a soul on the knicks who is on this list nets raptors ben Simmons. no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um he's dead last on the list <laughs> watch out let's switch sides um all right Anybody on the Nets? Well, you already said a net. You said Seth Curry. Andre Drummond, has he hit like two of three threes? No, but Dan said that's not the way it goes. It's not. And he's also not a net anymore. Um, he's also on Chicago, yeah. Right. Who's on the Raptors? Kyle Lowry, he's not on the Raptors anymore. <laughs> G is not that high. Not Barnes or Siakam. All those freaks are just tall and dumb. 
I don't know. I give up. Give us a team. We're on the Mets. It's not Uncle Drew. No. Kevin Durant. Um, no, we already talked about him. I think while you were gone. Um, Irving is 39.08% from three. Which is obviously is pretty good, but not. Joe good. Harris. It's Joe Harris. Oh, I, I even mentioned him. You <laughs> said it wasn't him. Joe, Joe Harris is seventh all time at 43.35%. And then the other players who are above 40% and active that you didn't say are Luke Kennard, who's 13th. Michael Porter Jr. is 15th. Bryn Forbes is 22nd. Doug McDermott is 23rd. Joe Ingles is 24th. Uh, Duncan Robinson is 38th. And that's it. Also a uh, net, oh. Joe Ingles. What's a net on this list? No, Joe Ingles is on the Bucks. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking I saw him recently sitting courtside, you know, not playing, but I didn't know. That was good, Dan. Did All you right. say you had one other thing? We can do one other thing if you want. Wait, what is we it? We could just draft random stuff. We could have a draft and who can come up with the best five liquids or the best five uh, desserts or whatever you want. All right. Let's do, uh, let's do let's this do, like, uh, speed three round. Of them, though. Let's do yeah. three liquids. Let's do three. Or desserts. All right, three anything. You name the thing, uh, Emily. Me? Yeah. Uh, let's do liquids. All right. All right. Who who is what's the, what's the draft order here? And this is just li- this is only liquids. Could this be liquids. any sort of liquid? Any kind of liquid. Uh. All right. Who wants to pick first? Something about this is grossing me out. I'll oh, pick first. We were just saying yeah, the word liquid. You're playing the pick thing, so you can pick first. I'll, I'll pick first, and then it'll be me, Emily, Steve, then Steve, Emily, me, then me, Emily, Steve. Those will be the three. Okay, right. done. All right, I'm going to go with water. I think it's just mm-hmm. the best. It's the tops. Can't live without it. It's delicious. Very, does everything. It, 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 snow still counts, right? Uh, ice and uh, the, uh, the, the gas one, that's all water. So I'm going water. Right. The what one? The gas one. Like vapor? Like Yeah, water vapor. Gas? Gas. Yeah. <laughs> gas. What? Okay. And we can have anyway. people vote on vote on this, and then whoever wins, no wins one's voting on this. People are gonna vote. People, people have turned this vote. off. By oh, now. Dan! People love liquids. People are gonna vote. Um. Okay. I'm gonna pick gasoline. Wow, Emily loves the fossil fuel industry. Wait, wait, I wait, mean, wait, wait, wait! It didn't have to be liquids that you consume. It's just liquids, and I think gasoline is a very important liquid for, to the way the world runs. I mean, I but didn't Dan just say that his his includes yours? No, no, he picked water vapor. I picked water. What do you think oh, water vapor oh. is? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realize what you were actually saying. You're saying gasoline that you put in the car. Yes. Okay, that's what that's your favorite liquid. I mean, I just think in terms of important liquids on the planet, I think right. an important you guys liquid. Are, he's a big British nuts. petroleum fan. Are, you guys, guys are, gas, are gasoline and oil the same? Do they go together? Yeah, they go together. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. I want to want to take there. like olive oil. That'd be separate. Oh, that, that's a different one. She's waiting for her next turn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, give me coffee. Number one, best beverage uh, or best one of them. Uh, it's the greatest. Wakes you up in the morning, puts you to bed at night. 
best thing that you Just can not put you to bed at night. Have it, have it as many ways as you want. Um, it's versatile. Um, will I pick other, you know, espresso drinks later? Maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud, but you can have it with milk or sugar or cream or sugar and do it up however you want it. It's great. It's the best. Next pick is also you, by the way. Yeah. So next pick is me. Whoa. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go, man, I'm going to go, yeah, right here, folks, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm going to go with a Negroni here, a Negroni's a lovely drink, um, what? This yeah. is wild. This is a wild. Emily, do you like a Negroni? I don't think I've ever had one. That's such a weird oh, thing. Why don't you take a beer a like a normal person? Emily chose gasoline. Okay, so my pick <laughs> That's isn't more normal than this. No, it's not. You can't drink that. Um, you say you can. It's not that drinkable strange. liquid. It's not <laughs> drinks. It's liquid. Yo, what are you doing? All right, Negronis are great. You have a good one. It's gin. It's uh, red vermouth. It's a garnish. It's really good. You get a good one. It's great. Okay, that was too specific. I'm going to go just beer as my second pick. Mm. I'm not picking a specific one. I'm just picking beer in general. (laughs) Fair. All right. And then, so I have back to back here. So I'm going to go with milk with my first one. Uh, So listen, milk is very necessary for babies for people who like chocolate milk pandering them babies we're not voting <laughs> uh it's important for uh, uh people who want you know good uh, bone health i guess um and it's uh great with oreos and i think that's an important thing any cookies really any cookie but especially oreos um and then for my last one i'm gonna go with wine uh, to compliment Emily's beer, um, I think and my I, Negroni, they could, you know, you could tie. Yeah, well, yeah, want. but you know, I respect Emily's beer more. Uh, but you know, wine is delicious. Uh, it's, you know, you feel a little classy when you drink it. You know, I feel less guilty having a glass of wine, you know, with uh, with dinner than a beer with dinner sometimes. So uh, I'm gonna go with gonna go with wine. Okay. Um, with my last pick, I'm going to go with Gatorade. Um, it's fueling, you know, fueling athletes everywhere. I'm personally a red Gatorade fan, but there are so many options that people can, you know, pick your player and they've got all kinds of versions. They've got the, the light Gatorade. You can have the full sugar Gatorade and it's really refreshing. You know, you're really hot. You open up a, a fresh Gatorade from Wawa and sometimes there's nothing better. So I'm going to go Gatorade. Mm. Yeah. You mm. had so long to think of something. Right. Urine is still yeah. there. Oh, that's a good one. Urine. Blood. Blood's out there. <laughs> Blood is out there. Saliva. Um, I'm just gonna go with cappuccino. Um, you've got coffee. He doesn't understand this game. You don't get this game at all. <laughs> God. What are you? Those are the best liquids. <laughs> You're liquid. They're all liquid. Stuff. They're, they're all liquid coffee. 
Cappuccino is included with coffee. I'll tell you right. No, it's not. He wants it's espresso. Separate. Listen, I do want them separate because I have both of those every day. And then if I'm if I'm feeling frisky, I'll have them to grow. No, <laughs> notice that Emily didn't. Steve just that Emily, Emily didn't day. say blue moon. Emily said beer, and I didn't say <laughs> I didn't say a specific Drew, brand of Sauvignon Blanc I like. I said wine. Drew, if you can hear me, put out the poll. And I'm gonna uh, landslide. Me and my cappuccino coffee Negroni lovers are gonna run away with this. Thank you for playing. Okay. Performance. <laughs> this is a new feature. This is a new feature on the show, and I'm happy to spearhead it into the new year. All right. Time for preview and predictions, okay. Emily, or whatever. You know what I mean. Emily, how did we do yeah. last week on our shit? Um, so everyone went two and two, so nothing has really changed. Um, but we're all pretty close. So Dan's winning at nine and eleven, and then me and Steve are eight and twelve. Oh, so. nine and eleven for Dan. Interesting. <laughs> Go we're ahead. All under five hundred. <laughs> yeah, we all suck. And then I guess this week there's two games. Um, at Memphis. Friday. Oh, whoa, look at you go. Well, I know someone that's not that good at this. So, <laughs> and then at Houston. So, only two games this week. All right. At Memphis, at Houston. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just doing some research. Look like they play at Memphis and at Houston. <laughs> um, uh, I'll go first. I don't usually go first. I will say I they win them both. There you go. Okay. Uh, Danny, ball game. What do you say? Two and zero. Emily. All right. Um, well, I guess I'll be a contrarian. I'll either work again here for me, but I'll go. They lose to Memphis. They beat Houston. Good stuff. Um, Steve J. Littman, third and girl, Gastro Blues Pod, DA Pelts thirteen, the Gastro Blues Show, a, a, a Sixers podcast on YouTube. Uh, clips and and uh, the whole episode this fun game the trivia all of that kind of stuff brought to you by dan opone excellent job um a lot of fun a lot of good stuff hope everybody had a great thanksgiving um coming up a lot of holidays coming up a lot of uh a lot of good things coming in the new year a lot of a lot of good days coming up um everybody have a wonderful night. Be safe and be great. Enjoy yourself in the group.